0: He's in his library. Confound it, madam. My language is most controlled. I say we take off and nuke the entire site. It's the only way to be sure. In a thousand years, Gandahar was destroyed. Years ago, Welcome, listeners, to Starcrashed. We discussed on the least life. before the year 2000. And in this episode, we'll discuss Solaris from 1972. It's a Russian science fiction film, and we're going to talk about it. And also, there will be spoilers pretty early on, because that's how we roll. My name is Ebba.
1: And my name is Linnea.
0: So um Solaris is a it's a Russian film from nineteen seventy-two based on a novel by Stanislav Lem. Did I pronounce that correctly? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think um and and I I I, I I'm also I, I do also pronounce it Stanislav Lem, but I think actually the, the L with the um, the, the the that it's that has a cross line across it um I think that's actually pronounced similar to uh w in English so it should be staunish strauss I I don't know I can't pronounce it but yeah but that that's how a friend of mine said anyway that that yeah that that letter is similar to w in oh, English but I okay. I can't I can't pronounce
0: this. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's so... Like, almost in every episode, I feel like there's one name that I, that I or you can't pronounce, but none of us have done the goddamn research beforehand, Like, the basic research. Like, how do you pronounce this name? <laughs> like, we, we either, like, sort of what we imagine, like, Englishify it is, or we kind of go with, like, the Swedishify version, and we're like... It's fine. <laughs> here are the the alphabetic order that it is. Like, I don't know. Uh, would you do me the honours of kicking off what Solaris is about?
1: Oh, that, that's, Sorry. that's an yes. unusually well, hard question. Okay. <laughs> what <laughs> happens
0: in Solaris? Maybe an easier place to start. And then we can get to about.
1: uh Yeah, because th- yeah. there's a lot to unpack here, I think. Uh, but in, in essence... Um, Solaris is um, I think yeah like another Planet or another solar system And they have like a research Station outside of that that is Also called Solaris or or something like that Uh, But they are Planning on um, Shutting the research station down Because if it's not working out And you know the people who go there They they go crazy and all sorts of Weird things are happening Uh, But they decide to sort of Give it one last chance, chance, you know, we want one last evaluation of the situation and then we'll make a decision. So they send a uh, psychologist called uh, Chris Kelvin uh, and he goes there and um, he is, there, there's only three people on the research station. Um, and I think when he comes there, one of them has died uh, and the other two are... Are nuts, um, and Chris himself he starts uh, seeing things that it shouldn't be there. He sees his dead wife, and um, it's it's weird and crazy and, and psychedelic, and uh, um, you know it's it's, it's strange experience. Um, and they end up getting into sort of rather deep philosophical discussions at one point in the film because they sort of figure out that what we're seeing the visions we're having you know uh, Chris's wife that that is there and she's not just an apparition she's actually like she is a physical being but she's not actually his wife because his wife is dead but she's a physical being and it's sort of a something that the planet Solaris creates and they sort of go into well you know is she real is she not real and yeah it's 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 an experience. <laughs> it's it's hard to really, um, shortly, you know, abbreviates uh, or, or or describe what it's about because like I said, there's a lot to definitely,
0: here. and I also, um, it's probably uh, the type of um, discussion or thoughts like ideas from the from the um, author you know Stanislav Lem that would probably Mm. do well with also reading the book I feel like so I am intrigued like at at one point I would like to read this um, just like I did with um, 2001 where (coughs) I saw the movie first and then I read the book and uh, I was like oh okay that's interesting so some films I think can be enriched or be or, or be even a more in, more interesting interpretation of the source material so that's why I would like to read this at some point at least uh, because the, the, it, they do leave a lot of, of like um, there's a lot of like ambiguity and a lot of like reading between mm. the lines and letting things sink in like this is a very slow Film, like almost painfully slow. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> like don't be in a rush. <laughs> I think it's like two hours and forty-five minutes or so of a film, and it does take its time um, with the scenes, which which pays off in the end. And also, you know, just going like on on what the how the film feels and everything. But like the acting is superb in my opinion. I think, like, the main character um, whose real name or actual name is... Oh, no, I'm gonna do it again. Okay, so Donata... God, why do I... (laughs) Donatas Banionis. Okay, so I'm saying, like, like it's a Greek person. I'm so sorry with these names. I apologize. (laughs) But he is fantastic. And also um, Natalia Bondarchuk who um, uh, who plays Hari his wife also wonderful as an actor like it's just like it's just nice to watch yeah. the scenes with these actors is what I'm trying to get at like it's just it's just it's just a nice experience that way but a slow experience a contemplative slow experience
1: um I will say that I liked the first third and the last third the most and then sort of the middle third I thought dragged a little bit um um because in the first third which is like you know just the start of the film the setup you know you 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 are introduced to a lot of characters you're introduced to a lot of concepts and you hear them talk about this solaris and it's sort of mysterious you don't know what it is you don't know what's going on and it's sort of it's intriguing it it captures your interest and i like that part um and then um As Chris gets to Solaris and the the research station, and you know there's the very first experiences there that that are also very interesting um but once sort of once he's met his dead wife again and and all that, I kind of feel like it dragged for a bit just because it was. <sighs> it was a lot of repetitions you know it was just him interacting with his wife and and then she left and he reflected upon it and then she came back and things happened and then they she left again and she, you know it was just over and over again uh and I just sort of felt like where are we going with this um but then at, at one point they have a um like a birthday party for one of the other scientists yeah. on the station. Um, I think it was yes. Doctor Snout. fantastic name. Um, and yeah, yeah, and that that whole scene or or that whole um, part of the film with the it's not, it's not really a birthday <laughs> no. party. It's very very uh, dull yeah. party. Uh, but that at that point I felt like oh now they're really getting into the deep discussions here because they say a lot on that birthday party that is just important to the film, it's important to the theme of the film, the message of the film, and there's just a lot of great quotes you can pick out of it, you know, a lot of thought-provoking quotes, a lot of philosophical ideas that is presented there, and then I sort of felt like, ah, now we're getting to the meaty stuff, now we're seeing the ideas and how they tie tied together and sort of what what, um, what the director sort of wants you to get out of the film you know it sort of clicked for me at that point like ah yes now I get it now and then the rest of the film after that is sort of just tying that all together and, and um smoothing it out sort of uh, so so I I like the beginning of the film I like the end of the film but there was a part in the middle that I was just sort of like ah this is this is this is yeah boring. <laughs> I don't no, know if you no, have absolutely
0: and 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 I I Kind of as I was watching, I was like, maybe this is why it's kind of like just a bit too slow, honestly. (coughs) Like, it, I I do think it's good to leave the audience like um, room to ponder and melt things in your mind. Sometimes I needed, I was like, what did they just say? And then I sort of like the mechanisms in my head were starting to turn, and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like, where are we going next with this? And, um, but they did a lot of, um, I don't, what's the technical word for it? But where you sort of have one long shot and the camera Mm. moves around and it either it is a long shot or it just like kind of looks like it. But there's a lot of like people walking around in a room and they say something and then the camera goes a little bit over here and then some, so the conversations in of themselves kind of take a bit too long. And then as people like walk somewhere, it takes a bit, you know, just a lot of, filler is the wrong word because it's 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 the it's intended to be like that it feels like but they could have mm. they could have picked up the pace at some points to sort of keep the momentum going a little bit and sometimes they just like it was like they 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 pulled the handbrake when they shouldn't have really that's kind of my feeling a little bit um at some points
1: yeah yeah i mean to me like i mentioned earlier you know the middle part where um we see most of chris and harry's interaction with with each other um there was just a lot to me that felt like um i should say um you know when when Mm -hmm. we as a viewer we are introduced to harry for the first time and sort of the idea of harry as as a um, uh, a reflection yeah. of the planet or, or however you want to describe it. You know, that sort of introduction, you know, it happens once and you're just kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. cool, you know, but then it feels like but then it happens again, you know, and, and we as an audience is, is sort of supposed to react similar again, you know, oh, you know, but that mm. didn't happen for me, you know, I didn't get that oh feeling yeah. several times, which I kind of felt like the movie was... was um, was aiming for or presenting me with. Um, I don't know if that was was the intent, but that's sort of the feeling that I got that, oh, now this happens. That's interesting. And now a similar thing happened, and I feel like I'm supposed to react again yeah. to that too, but it just feels like a repetition of the previous one. And yeah. it, you know, it's just. Could have condensed uh, it. It bugged a me bit. a little bit. Uh,
0: and and yeah. probably yeah. sort of beefed up some scenes a little bit more, and I was actually, I was reminded now that there is a, uh, an American, I think it's American, an American version of this, uh, from, okay, 2002, uh, with George Clooney, and I think I watched that actually two years ago or so, and I, funnily enough like I didn't remember too much from it so I was genuinely like oh I wonder where this is going to go like I knew that there was going to be like this sort of materialized people coming back well they don't come back but you know like that sort of strange interaction and I remember them doing for example something because because sometimes uh, when you've watched two versions and one of them maybe, like, from, from different nations or different eras. They try to tell things in different ways. So I felt like, for example, one thing that I thought was interesting, but very overt <laughs> in the American version, which <laughs> also comes out here, kind of, but not as... Um, like, they don't show it in the same way, is that these people that are created like materialize out of memories of a person who live who you know an actual human person who goes to stay at a solaris station uh, dreams up during night so for example then our main character dreams of his wife and she appears the next morning materialized by solaris in a completely different like set of um mm, molecules or (laughs) whatever like i'm not i'm not great Mm. with that stuff but you know (laughs) and uh but she, so she, doesn't, she can only remember what he remembers of her, right? Like his mm. idea of what she knows and how she were and everything, what her dreams and thoughts and opinions and everything were. And in the American version, I do think I may be making this up, but I've, I think they made it sort of clear like in a flashback because they did a lot of flashbacks in the American version where mm. she doesn't remember what happened after he left a room. In a shared memory, because you know, ah. he wasn't there, <laughs> he mm. can't have mm. remember, you, you get what it's, you, well, you get what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that was a very easy and effective way to sort of make it make clear, like, what the limitations or like what the one of the initial limitations of these materialized people are. Uh, which then sort of gets more complicated as these people exist for longer on the station right um, and we mm. we get hints of that like she says "Look, oh I don't remember that and I don't remember and then um, his muddled memories makes her remember things that she couldn't have had that didn't actually happen in real life but in his memories as they were <coughs> sort of muddled then she gets to have done something i think like meeting her his mother for example even though he she were dead before she met her does this make sense i feel like i'm rambling so much right now it's making sense in my head but i don't know if it's coming out the way i'm (laughs) but okay so um (laughs) summa summarum uh things (laughs) it's interesting keeping these different versions in my head and just like how you sort of try to uh Represent the same things in different ways, in different languages, different Mm. times, you know, 72 versus 2002, um, but sort of still grappling with the same sort of philosophical questions and so on.
1: Well, it is kind of interesting um, that you bring this up because I was thinking, and I'm jumping ahead now in terms of our, our uh, podcasting here, uh, but to, um, to double feature, which we do, where well, we recommend... Are you breaking format, Linia? Uh, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Rebel. <laughs> um, but my suggestion there would be um, Arrival, uh, which I know you have also seen. Because Arrival deals with um, this first encounter with an alien being and the problems Mm. of communicating with that and sort of, um, you know, us as humans sort of assuming that, oh, we we have to communicate in a certain way, but then the alien's way of communicating is so different that it takes a long time for us to figure it out. And I sort of see a similar situation here, you know. In, In Arrival, it was that the aliens... Um oh what was it it was time was they, they spoke through time and, and sort of created memories of past So and, weird is, it was it was it was time related yeah yeah and it took a long time to, mm-hmm. for the people to realize that and in Solaris Solaris is communicating through creating these these mm-hmm. these people um you know that, that's that's their communication systems and but we are sort of because they are because they appear human, it's sort of really difficult for us to accept that yeah. way of communicating. You know, um one of the people, um, the other scientist called Dr. Sartorius, um, you know, he's very sort of science guy about it, you know. He he he's really like, Oh, it's just it's just an object. It's just you know, it's not a human. It's not it's you know, we, we can't consider them human. We must look at them as objects and things like that. Um but why but what makes the, uh, Dr. Kelvin, Chris Kelvin different is that he doesn't he, he sees his wife. He knows it's not actually his wife, but he still sees his wife and he reacts to it. He forms yes. an emotional attachment to her. Um and that's sort of where the discussion at the birthday party that I mentioned earlier sort of goes, you know Should we think of Hari, this woman, as human? Yeah or not, um, and I think that there's there are more philosophical oh, boy, ideas yeah. in the movie, but that's sort of the one that that I was mostly attracted to. I think I think that that was the one that I connected to. I was like, yeah, I like this. I like I like this yeah. discussion we're having here, definitely.
0: Um, and um, oh, uh, brain is firing at all places. Uh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> so so, I think it's very interesting because. I think like Chris he sort of goes into the relationship with ha- Harry with a very like vulnerable uh, with a vulnerable s- state of being almost like he the, f- the first Harry that he encounters um he he puts in a shuttle and uh, ejects her into space basically <laughs> and mm. we know that they are immortal so who knows what happens to <laughs> I guess maybe, <laughs> maybe once she's gone far enough, then she'll like just like cease to exist or something like that, but it's kind of <laughs> horrifying actually um but the second one, like as you say, like as he forms this relationship with her and he he sort of he allows himself to be vulnerable and and talk to her about memories and experiences and he says like you're not you're not harry you're the new real harry or something like that i don't remember it quite Mm. like that but but like you say like he he goes in wholeheartedly uh into that which may which takes a toll on him like obviously like he falls very ill in the beginning because like he this this thing messes with all of them right like it's it's incredibly uh, upsetting to have like people from your past like maybe who are dead or alive back home like a child or something like that uh, which I was going to ask you because sartorius who is the sort of like the objective kind of brusque personality in the gang um he has these images like of a of a baby boy or a baby i don't know why its a baby boy but like a baby on on his um door or something like that and when Harry like started looking at them or something he like pulled the curtain in front of it and also he he had a guest or like a person in his room which tr- tried to leave mm-hmm. and he grabbed the purse I think it was a man <laughs> like and he was like what are you doing in there I was like so curious I was like can we please? <laughs> can we go into Sartorius' room, see what he's doing and sort of talk to him for a little bit? Because I feel like (laughs) shit was going on in his head and we just, he like, he kept up his very, his facade, his very like staunch, like this is my red line and I won't cross it. But like some, he wasn't, he wasn't okay. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. Like, I don't know what he was doing. Ooh. I don't know if, if you have any reflection on that, but it was kind of...
1: <laughs> well, I think what the takeaway message is supposed to be from that is that, you know, Dr. Sartorius, unlike mm. Chris, uh, you know, Chris who, who embraces this idea of the Solaris apparitions and the Solaris quote-unquote people, um, you know, Sartorius is much more paranoid to some extent but also you know he's he's really trying to keep himself from Solaris he's trying to shield himself from Solaris and the, that's sort of why he um uh, why, why he sh- keeps Harry from looking at the pictures because he sort of he don't want Solaris to have <sighs> that piece of him is maybe the yeah. idea um and also I think the um uh, um the being the man that you talked about that ran out of his 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 laboratory earlier or or his his quarters um which was a a you know a short person and I kind of felt like that is Solaris trying to maybe create Dr Satorius's you know memories and, and and the people in his mind but he's they kind of warped in a way ah. because Solaris can't really reach him in the same way. He's not ah. open to that the way Chris is. Um, is is my interpretation anyway. I don't no. know if that's the correct one, but, but that's I, how I But I I mean,
0: it. I think that's a that's a solid interpretation because like um uh, something is going on with him and like him being just so closed mm. off to anything that he can't explain with like the sort of mental toolbox that he has right now uh, makes sense Mm. to me (laughs) so (laughs) who knows what sort of strange things he's got going in there like these weird (laughs) attempts done by Solaris to to just sort of talk with uh, talk with uh, the humans and it's it's just such an interesting concept right like Solaris is kind of like, because trying to put things into human words with something so alien is kind of futile, right? Uh, I feel like that's part of the point to get that sort of feeling. But mm. uh, Solaris is kind of f- trying to meet them halfway, I feel like. <laughs> they're like, well, this is what you yeah. think about yeah. a lot, and maybe we can sort of communicate with this with this way and it's it just doesn't really work in a way mm. uh, and I also think there was something like you say that I, I believe this was during the birthday party where where like most of the sort of quick one liners and like the, the nitty gritty stuff came out <laughs> like for example when the woman tried to say I am a human I have thoughts and <laughs> opinions and the men were like well, I don't know <laughs> do you <laughs> Well. Like that can be read two ways at least <laughs> Great yeah uh, but there was there was one um, or t- two lines that sort of stuck out to me Now uh, I am sort of I tried to write down a shortened version of what the translated text on my television was from the original Russian, so please bear with and now I'm trying to reinterpret this into English from my Swedish notes so we are. Five layers away <laughs> from the original source, <laughs> so whew, hang on tight. So uh, it, it was now to sort of uh, talking a, a little bit about Solaris and like it, the the ways like humans expansion into space and sort of trying to conquer everything. And he said something like, "We um, we don't want to conquer cosmos, but uh, instead." extend uh mm. the the boundaries of earth oh uh, mm. <laughs> if that makes sense i hope uh, yeah i know yes, exactly what you're talking about <laughs> and then shortly after that he said uh we don't we don't want to discover other worlds like we want we want a mirror mm. image uh of ourselves or like of humanity mm. Mm. which is also, like, can be read exactly. two or more ways, <laughs> uh, which is the whole thing, I yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: yeah, I think that's also one area where, where you can sort of draw parallels to her yeah. Arrival and all yes. that, you know, the whole... You know, we we expect to communicate in a certain way and we expect sort of things to be like on Earth. Uh, And we expect that, you know, when we Mm move out into space, we are bringing Earth with us there and things can't be different from Earth. But they are, and that's... That's scary and we yes. don't know how to handle that. <laughs> it's
0: like they talk differently. Do they even talk? They are made of different stuff. Do they have bodies? Do they have coins? it's like all of these things like it's almost like impossible to even use those words and that's super scary. And it's just mm. like mm. the unknown is so uh, terrifying and the reactions to that then yeah. sort of goes differently, which is we can see from these people. Yeah, sort of like one is just getting drunk and <laughs> t- g- t- tired of it all. <laughs> one embraces it, <laughs> and one is just like, oh, I can't explain this with my toolbox. Um, but I think that was mm-hmm. uh, that was a really um, interesting. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, yeah, I think I think that's actually really. Um a really good sort of reflection mm. on humanity. You know, we would like to think of ourselves as as open to things, but in reality, when something happened that makes us yeah. question the way things are and question reality, you know, <laughs> we don't handle no. that very well, um, you know, as, as a, as a Absolutely. species. Um, I think.
0: Or we try to sort of force it into our own world view. Even though it doesn't mm. fit, mm. <laughs> but we really try. Mm. <laughs> oh, we have so many horrible <laughs> examples in history <laughs> of people <laughs> meeting people or animals or places, and it just doesn't work because you know we try to fit the square into a round hole, and you can't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we really can't. Exactly. Um, and something, something else. Um, so. As we come to the ending, so as I mentioned earlier, like uh, Chris gets really sick, like he gets a fever, and um, he has a sort of nightmarish, or not nightmarish, but like a really uh, vivid dream, and he then wakes up, and Harry is not there. Uh, her dress is though, mm. like her dress is there, but she isn't there, and Snout. Uh, tells him that they used an extinction machine uh, on her per her request, because she didn't, uh, I I think like what she was doing to him is my takeaway. Um, Mm. Or Solaris didn't like what, like, you know, whatever. And after that night, Solaris has sort of changed also. And, snout says that oh now there are like tiny islands everywhere now there is hope and i was just like hmm. what happened <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean <laughs> uh, like does this mean that solaris has sort of felt like it understands us enough to sort of move in the direction that we know, like, and understand. And it knows that we don't want a strange ocean where the materia just sort of moves and doesn't go, flow with the laws of nature as we understand them. And, and they sort of... And, and, and Solaris just sort of remakes itself, almost to sort of satisfy us. Or like, what what is your interpretation? Because I was just like, hmm... And we can talk well, about uh, the, the last uh, scene then also because that ties into that but I was yeah, just yeah. kicking yeah. you off like
1: go forth. <laughs> um <laughs> Well it's been a week now since I watched the movie but from what I remember they used um, like the brain waves of, of Kelvin or of, of the people on board the, spa- the, the research station and sort of beamed them down to the planets in an attempt to make Solaris understand that we don't want these apparitions. Um, So, yeah, so that's kind of why Solaris stops doing that. Um, But then the whole thing with the islands appearing, um, I think that might also, that that sort of might be, because it's, I'm pretty sure it's Chris Kelvin's uh, brainwaves that they beam down. So I think that Solaris, yeah, Solaris is reading that as, well, Humanity don't want me to communicate the way I've been doing. But Chris actually kind of want to stay here because, you know, he, he's he's he out of all the people in the movie, he's been the one who's sort of like, yeah, but I, I kind of like it here. You know, uh, <laughs> he, he's really the one that's most open to that idea anyway. So I think Solaris is sort of stop communicating with everyone else are creating the islands because it knows that, well, Chris wants to stay here and he needs a place to stay. Uh, So I create something that is earth-like, which is an island where there's a house, which is similar to the house that Chris's parents live in. And, you know, it's just, it's tailor-made for Chris and no one else, you know? At least what we see of it. Yeah, because
0: like it's, it's, I think that was just like, so well made by the way that whole last scene Mm. um because we uh, the last scene on the station is when snout and him is having this conversation and it's like oh well maybe i should leave then go back to earth and it's not like yeah go back to earth like "Mm, what should i do now and then they're having like this sort of conversation and um chris is very much like well What do you do after an experience like this? Like my foundations (laughs) are rocked. Basically, is my takeaway at least. And and then we see him sort of, you know, moving towards the house again. And we and I mean, it's kind of obvious that something's going to be wrong (laughs) because that's sort of like the uh, usually how it goes. So at least I was like, well, this is not going to be. Yeah. Well, you know. And then and then as he goes, he looks into to the house and there's like water just like pouring through the roof and it's like yeah this isn't the perfect image of of the house like this is perhaps from the memory of of before he went to Solaris when there was like pouring rain outside and it's just like it's this again this muddled amalgamation of the memory of and a feeling of a place and but he's he's still He's happy to be there, like his his dad dad with you know these sort of exclamations. or you know uh, meets him and he falls to his knees and he's just like happy to be there and it's it's a bit melancholic or melancholy uh, in a way uh, like yeah. he, he he gives up almost on 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 living the the <laughs> earth human life like it's. It, it he can't go back really after the experience, I guess. But I think it mm. was a very effect, effectful um, last scene, at least.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Even though I, I I'm not surprised by no, the end. No, no. You know, it's it, it's the kind of a, or at least the type of ending that yes. you sort of expect. But it is still very, uh, yes. very powerful ending. Definitely. I think. Yeah.
0: Now, I want to talk about the car scene. Do you know? <laughs> I am really. Ah, uh-huh. like, yes. Poof. I did like a 360 here. <laughs> Unless you're touching up. Uh, <laughs> such a bad place to take it up. But so, in the beginning, <laughs> there is a scene. <laughs> Which grinds my gears a little bit. Uh, where a person leaves the, the homestead of Chris's father. And uh, after a meeting about Solaris that they've had. And, and he's in like an Uber. And it takes forever. Forever. Like we always see roads. <laughs> endless endless highway city roads and uh, it it goes on and on and it's in blue what's your thoughts
1: <laughs> please <laughs> well i mean um yeah i don't know they mm, i mean the conversation they're having is important i think for mm. the for the plot um but did it have to be in a car and did it have to be so unnaturally um, long and so unnaturally sort of framed. Uh, yeah, I mean that that that's a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> if I
0: was if I were editing, that's the one I'd cut. I'd be like, after the conversation's <laughs> over, cut. We do not need five minutes of car ride. <laughs> 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 Whatever point they're trying to make, make it more clear and then cut. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that point, we're not no. at Solaris. We're not close to Solaris, so it it doesn't make sense to no, have it No, no, it's just no. like
0: these lonely cars, tiny little islands of cars, if you will, going on these <laughs> highways forever, and noise making music. It's weird. It's weird. I just wanted to get that <laughs> off my chest. <sighs> oh. Also, Uh, if we're going to just go into some like small details that we appreciate, then I want to bring one up. And that's um, so the first Hari in a scene where he says like, oh, you need to put better clothes on because he's like he's going to put her in a shuttle. Right. And the Mm. dress that she's wearing, like the first dress that she's wearing uh, can't be... Un- because it's it's laced in the back and it's can't, it can't be unlaced. Because as my interpretation of that was like, he didn't... Like he didn't specifically remember how the dress was made. <laughs> so it's like, he, she and her are made, of course, at the same time. So, and the dress, it doesn't work as a normal dress would. And I think that that was just like a mm. detail that I was like, ah, I, I like what you did there, film. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> <that. laughs> you said something there yeah, in a very absolutely. effective <laughs> manner, and I picked up on it, and it was good. <laughs> Things like that is uh, is uh, attention to detail, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it was a really and nice looking dress too. Yes,
0: I, I was. You know, as I was watching this, I was like. Um, Should I have... Should I write down that the dress is amazing and go on about that? Or should I just, like, (laughs) not for once? (laughs) So I decided not to. But as you've opened the door, yes, it was a fantastic suede dress in different shades of brown, yellow, and beige. 100% would like to have in my wardrobe. (laughs) Oh, yes. And also, as we're talking about, like, aesthetic things we enjoy uh the childhood home that house fantastic mm. loved it loved mm. the location but foremost i loved the design of the house it was so modern and traditional and homey and interesting looking like architecturally fantastic house great got that Absolutely. off my chest yeah. thank you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was going to I was kind of interested in what your opinion were on on like the sets, like the actual station and and you know those bits and bobs um, and sort of how they uh communicated that things were going to sort of in a shambles <laughs> as you will.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I actually really liked um, well, first of all like when mm. they are on Earth. Uh, I really liked the nature scenes. You know, it's, it begins yeah. with the shot of a piece of, um, I think, water yeah. and, and plants. And it was just beautiful. And, you know, there's some slight mist above the water. And it, yeah, it yeah. looked great. Wonderful. Um, and I also liked the set designs for the mm-hmm. space station. Because things are things are modern, but they're sort of worn down. And it's a little bit dirty and messy. And, you know clearly people here are not yeah. well because, you know, sort of the state of the station are reflecting the, the um, uh, state of the, the <laughs> of the men- well, men- mental yep. health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mental health in this case of the people on board the station. Um, and also at one point, I think they're walking through um like a, well, it's not really a corridor, it's a more open, yeah. open space, space, uh, open area, but where things are sort of tilted yeah. a little bit, what makes it, look yeah it makes it look unnerving. Yes. uh is kind of what, what I took away from it. You know, it's we expect things, rooms, etc., to have straight lines and everything and here everything is sort of Skewed. bent yeah. in weird yeah. ways and you know, you you're sort of sitting there thinking like, oh this 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 room it doesn't look like, right. a room like should, it's like you know kind of like that. In a way. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yes.
0: And also I just I just really liked how they also, like because you you look at it and you, you almost think like how can it get to this? Like there are shirts lying around, just like trash, and things are thrown over things. But then the way that the inhabitants on the station sort of move about, like in the conversations they have, and they like just drop things, and they they really don't care about the material world around them almost like they're so mm. in their own head and with their thoughts and fears and everything like they just they just like Bleh. like it was one point like where something like he placed something and then it dropped and it almost looked like it wasn't intentional but it was I think it was like maybe a pencil or something else now it placed it somewhere and then just like between two uh when when chris said something and then snap was going to say something there it dropped and it was in frame but he had fiddled around with it and i was just like that's maybe an accident but then it was a lucky accident and it's <laughs> perfect because it's just like this sort of attitude and i was like who cares mm.
1: throw it on there
0: whatever <laughs> Mend it with... <laughs> I mean, you know. now, now, yeah.
1: <laughs> now yeah. that you're talking about uh, pens rolling down on the floor and everything, it just makes me... It, it reminds me of no. work and the, the children at school who are just so nonchalant about their <laughs> pens. You know, you don't know how much time I spend oh, no. in a day just picking oh, up pens no. <laughs> from the floor because the damn children can't put them play, put them back in the pencil holders. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a specific and weird you know, thing you know you would think okay. <laughs> yeah you, you you would think that you know as a kid you go to your your, your yeah. place in the classroom you have maybe a paper yeah. to work with you go you pick up a pen and a rubber you put and you, you you're on your seat and you use them and then when you finish <laughs> using them you put them back you'd <laughs> think that's how it works but no throw it across the children room children minds doesn't work that way <laughs>
0: Uh yeah do anything else that you were like thinking about and wanted to bring up. Uh
1: not not for this part uh of the podcast no. I have uh, for one of our, our usual subjects later Ooh. on. Yes.
0: Which <laughs> usual subject so we can get to it? Well,
1: I have uh, um a Gordon that I want to hand out okay. to, well, something very particular. Then, yes. then
0: please, Linnea. Uh, t- where, argue why this should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. And as award shows are uh, lessening in popularity, I just read that recently <laughs> on The Guardian, so I'm flexing my news reading <laughs> muscles here. <laughs> uh, our award is gaining in importance. So please, hand out the Gordon. Mm. Uh,
1: well, there was... One thing... Well, I mean, there were many things in the movie that impressed me, but there was one particular thing that really, really impressed Mm. me. Um, And it is the actress who played Hari, uh, Natalia Bondarschuk. She was so great. Yes. So great. Um, Especially in this one particular scene that I was just like, wow, she's so good. Um, It is when... um, the well, what is it? The second or the third Harry <laughs> or something. Uh, she um, takes her own life, though it's—I mean, she's Solarian, but you know, yeah, she yeah. she drinks, I think, liquid oxygen or something, yes. and she she takes her own life. But because they are not, her body is not a human body; it revives, yes. uh, and you know, you you're sitting there as what Chris is watching her die. And then a few minutes later, she starts moving, and she revives and regenerates, and she lives again. And it was so well done. You know, she
0: mm, agreed. mm, So good. That was a very very tense scene, and hard to watch. Also, like it's just yeah, and and all these emotions that come up, come come out of that, like. Purely because of like her acting it, like, oh my God, she can't mm. die, she can't like all these sort of weird feelings that you would would have in that sort of sort I, excellent, I agree. she was I really liked um the main character Chris, like the the actor of that, but I, if I were to raise, if I were to tear rank them, <laughs> she <laughs> would be like, she's the star.
1: Oh, in terms yes. of
0: like the acting in in this film, she's fantastic. Definitely. Um, I don't have a Gordon, but I could give like a small Gordon for the house because it's basically the house I want right now. Like, please, <laughs> I, I want a garden. Okay. So, <laughs> but that was a really interesting house. Uh, so, you know, poof, here you go, here you go, Sloris. Not one, but
1: two Gordons. <laughs> So, uh, listener, have you seen um, Solaris? Uh, well, if you want to share your thoughts with us, uh, as we have mentioned before, we have retired uh, our uh, social media re- accounts. Uh, really, just because I about and I don't have time to run them. Uh, so, instead, if you want to reach out you can do so at starcrashpodcast at gmail.com or you can also reach out to me on uh, social media, me personally uh, which would be Robot Maria on uh, pretty much all the platforms (laughs) just search for that and you will eventually find me Uh, (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that's that's where you can chat with us if you like and uh, join us in two weeks um, or join us next time as we sit down and talk about another movie, thank you bye bye Thank you.